Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 21st of March, 2022. This is the COB on this Monday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney, here with David Scott. Scotty, how are you? I'm pretty good. good. Uh, yeah, I could always do it with more sleep. But uh, yeah, the market was a bit sleepy today as well, I've got to say. For a, uh, started with a big gusto and big gains and... Uh, yeah, fizzled towards the close. Meandering Monday, we described it on air. Hot out of the gate, but we saw a few things happen or not happen. I mean, we did mm. see oil prices start to rise. U.S. futures turned. We didn't get any sort of indication of further easing coming from China. I mean, there was, I guess, just nothing really that great out there to keep things going. Yeah, and look, I think everyone was saying how remarkable it was that we saw the, the size of gains last yeah. week across the other board, particularly in the United States market. So maybe, you know, it's healthy to go and have a bit of you know, reflection, pause for thought, because there is still a conflict underway. And uh, unfortunately, uh, whilst we hear lots of positive headlines about a potential uh, peace agreement being reached, uh, there's still heavy bombing going on in Kiev. I know Mariupol is, uh, looks pretty, uh, pretty dire what's going on there at the moment. So want to keep a close eye on yeah i just had a really good conversation with grant wilson from exante data scary stuff when it's a small risk they think that it's a you know tail risk and and not a huge possibility but the fact that there is still nuclear war potential and that um chemical warfare and uh unconventional weapons still a very real possibility that they could be used against the people of Ukraine. So interesting if you'd like to catch up with that interview. He puts it in perspective, uh, pretty tapped into what's going on in some of the intelligence communities. So um, yeah, we're a long way from any type of a resolution in Ukraine and, and, China and Russia. And it could just become this quagmire, just a stalemate between the two, which would drag on and on, which gets you thinking about, you know, sanctions, how long sanctions will last, how strong they will be, and, and the, you know, the ultimate impact on a uh, risk sentiment as well yeah. around the world. And I think the longer it drags on as well, the more risk that we'll see this potential uh, split, the world splits into two, where you've got two distinct uh, no, mm -hmm. elitic alliances. And yeah, where China would go and sit in that one, what's well, really interesting at the moment, but uh, we know that India has gone and moved to go and buy Russian crude at a discount. And uh, yeah, it's going to be really close. We know that uh, the, the disagreements between... U.S. and China, whilst they're not probably as bad during the, uh, the Trump administration that we saw then, uh, things are getting a little bit tetchy around that, uh, that side of things. So that's worthwhile keeping a close eye to following that uh, two-hour monster phone call on Friday. Okay, so at one point, Aussie shares were at a one-month high because we did see strength amongst the miners, except the gold miners. But, you know, the big BHP, Rio, and Fortescue were pretty strong. Um, but it was really tech today. Again, we saw Block, Life360, so a couple of those names that were really beaten down. EML Payments is on the big list of winners. Zero, Tyro. Again, still have a long way to recover, 
but you can see that there are buyers coming in. I mean, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people about how zero was looking good value and uh, the buyers moved into tech. Yeah. Long duration, interesting. Uh, certainly not tight in financial conditions, uh, particularly in the States and other parts of the world. That does go and help that uh, feed that growth story, that tech story in particular. Uh, yeah, but the, the broader picture that uh, that's telling you is that there's going to be an economic slowdown, which is um, not great news for earnings. But, you know, each to their own, uh, the tech sector having a good day today. Yeah, okay. So, um, look, those were some of the winners, some of the losers. Uh, it's safe to say that the local market ended down by two-tenths of 1%. So disappointing all in all. Um, but as I mentioned, we are watching U.S. futures and uh, they're coming under a bit of pressure as we see the oil price rebound and give the energy sector here a bit of a boost. So swings and roundabouts to be sure. Um, look, lithium is a conversation I had today. I had it with Niv Dagen on the small caps program. Uh, yes, yeah, it's just a really hot sector. I know that you were speaking with Henry Jennings about lithium as well. Yeah. But the question to him, uh, we know there's a structural uh, demand shift underway. That's undeniable. But uh, the day-to-day nuances of what Tesla's share price performance does when it comes to that broader sentiment across the index, because it is really noticeable that when Tesla has a good day, the next day here on the local market, all the lithium miners are mooning. Uh, so a high beta play to go and play that high beta stock. One of the worst performers was Magellan Financial as well. So Magellan, well, Hamish Douglas, co-founder... Um, look, he was Magellan, let's say that. He mm. was key person risk written all over him. Well, he's now decided to step down from the board uh, because of his health issues. And so that had Magellan really way down the leaderboard today. I think it finished off by about 7%. Oh, sorry, 4, 4 and a quarter percent. Uh, it was um, a topic of conversation with Henry Jennings, I know, but it was also a topic of conversation for Koshi. Koshi's back. And he spoke with his guests about Magellan. Let's take a listen to what they had to say. Francesco DeStratis from Ward Minette and Mark Gardner from Macro Capital. One's under management, under pressure, obviously. Um, I think Hamish stepping aside is a good thing. Um, yep. Overall, I think it just removes a lot of uncertainty. The, but I, I think the, the market has to have general buoyancy and be back up towards those, you know, really close to those record highs for them. For there to be enough confidence in the market to bring this back up again, so okay. I think there's probably better spaces you could, you know, you could have okay. your money at the moment, um, um, and you know, they do need to regain the confidence of markets. Mm. So, look, it, I'd rather miss the first sort of ten percent of this move to, the, you, know, you know, to the upside and um, have some surety on it, and then yep. see if they can uh, rebuild okay. from there. Where uh, you know, where, where things start to become unstable. Um, you know, investors uh, start to hit the exit doors. Uh, it looks cheap. People are looking at it and saying, geez, it's come back a long way and it's probably cheap. But I think there's still probably a, a little bit of downward momentum there. You know, I'd say away from the stock. You know, there's better opportunities out in the marketplace. No buyers. I also spoke with Julia Lee from Berman Invest at the end of the day and it was herself. She just thinks that there's more pain to come. Yeah, it's... Uh Flows beget flows, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the flows are only be one-way traffic. So you need to go and get to the point where you've got certainty that the downgrade cycle has come to an end, and uh, that ain't at the moment. Certainly, mm-hmm. based on the price action. So we'll see how it goes in the uh, next couple of quarters. Nathan Thomas-Sundrum from Deep Data Analytics always says, "You do not buy in a downgrade cycle. You wait for a turn." Okay. I happened to see on social media this weekend, Scotty, that you were eating a democracy sausage in Adelaide. Yeah, having a good chat with the de- democracy uh, <laughs> sausage uh, dot com dot uh, dot au whatever website as well about uh, the tasty snack. 
put on by the uh, by the good folk there. Yeah. At uh, West Lake Shores Public School. So what was this uh, election outcome in Adelaide? Is this just a rejection of of uh, the status quo after a very difficult pandemic, a very difficult time in general? Uh in your view, I, I got the sense that uh, Marshall lost a lot of the uh, the core constituency. That uh, you know the conservative vote, particularly around the business, because just put the uh, put all the power in the hands of uh, of the chief health officer there. And even to this day in uh, South Australia, the health restrictions are punitive. They punish you at the moment. Uh, people understandably don't really want to go out. That's part of the factor. But a lot of the conversations I've had in the lead up to the actual polling day. Uh, suggest to me that it was much more than just what we'd seen those state-based issues. Lots of federal uh, implications. And uh, just looking at uh, the way that uh, the swing against the Liberals was just carnage. And we saw a similar move against the Liberals in the uh, New South Wales by-election in Willoughby. Mm -hmm. That is Berejiklian's old seat. Once again, that was put down to uh, the state-based factors. Uh, Once is an anomaly, twice is a trend. And I think the uh, incumbency of federal parliament is coming to an end pretty quickly. So where is this going to? Well, if you're going to go and vote for, uh, for a change, which is fair enough, all I implore is that uh, you go and pay close attention to the policies that, uh, that are being offered. One thing that's really struck me at this stage is that Labor has really offered nothing. And to, to me, that's, uh, that's really, it's, a, it's probably going to go win in the election. But at the same time, it's like, I want to know what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're just trying to be a small target, you know, yeah. let, let the other crew make their mistakes. That's, that's where our job back. will come in and others as well to go and ask those hard questions because uh, it's all uh, fine and dandy to go and win an election based because you know, popularity of the incumbency. But it's, we've got to find out what these people stand mm-hmm. for. Yeah, and uh, we will also find out some, I suppose, of what both sides are planning to stand for in the budget next week. Don't forget, we're on budget countdown. And, uh, yeah, I just am loath to see any of the, the favors that are handed out, you know, the buying uh, of votes. It just it, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, it's going to be disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> just the amount of, you know, I, I'm so surprised at the fuel stuff. Like, I understand that people, like, I've got a gas guzzler as well, and I, I feel it, and a lot of people out there as well. But at the same time, it's uh, the excise cut or whatever else they're going to go and do is going to be such a negligible thing. And you look at where the oil price is. Yes, it's still very elevated compared to where it is. But this calls for two buck fifty petrol. I tell you what, if you're paying two bucks fifty, no, don't. It's not going to be there for uh, for quite some time unless we see another significant price shock. Yeah, and and just the uh, I don't want to get too far into it, but just the. It's it's just it's like a distraction from the real conversations that we need to be having about reform and all <laughs> of the opportunities lost and wasted and that never never come to pass. So we will be watching budget next week. We'll have a special program uh, the morning after. We'll be speaking with um, many people, including the federal treasurer Josh Frydenberg, um, if all the timings work out. So knock on wood. I think we're in the process of making that happen now. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be a great um, budget that will give us insight into where the government is thinking and feeling vulnerable. And we'll also get the budget reply, of course, the following evening. And so hopefully get a bit more insight into what the heck Labor is thinking and how they plan to run the country if if they should be voted in. Yeah. And look... uh Take the, the polls of the grain of salt, but uh, certainly that looks like that way at the moment. There's also a really noticeable thing too in the SA election is that the rise of the independent candidates, that's another really mm-hmm. key factor. We've got to go and pay pretty close attention as investors and, uh, and, and citizens of this great country uh, to see what they stand for as well. Yep. Well, I live in an electorate where there is an independent, so there you go. Um, 
let's call it a day. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who has completed our survey. We're going to leave it open just for another couple of days. So if you would like to give us your view on what we should be doing, what we should be doing more of, if you'd like a chance to win the prizes on offer, I do encourage you to go either on the COB newsletter or our website. You can still click on it, still complete the survey, but we will wind that up and announce the winners of the prizes uh, yeah, pretty v- shortly. I don't want to give a specific day, but I'd say in the next couple of days. Maybe a signed photo of Koshi. How about that? Well, you never know. You'll have well, to click on to we'll, find out. We'll throw, we'll throw it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Scotty, I do hope that you have a good night. So to finish the session, down by two-tenths of a percent, 7,279. And we'll be keeping a very close eye on the European Open and any of the talk to come from central bankers around the world. Christine Lagarde, Jerome Powell, as well. We'll, um, we'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. I'll have something to say about the, uh, the Fed as well later in the week. Woo. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.